electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Good Wednesday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber. Got some chopped to futures this morning amid those new China tensions. The U.S. telling China to close its consulate in Houston. Got results from United, Snap, Texan, of course, Tesla, Microsoft tonight. Some Pfizer news and then oils below 42 on this API inventory build Jim, along with uh, the president's comment yesterday that COVID is likely to get worse before it gets better. There's so much confusion right now. We've got a, a Pfizer news, which is actually quite bullish because the company's going forward and we'll actually be able to produce a vaccine if it works on mass. That would be amazing. Uh, we have the president saying, look, I think masks are now patriotic. That was really positive. But then we have him saying that things are going to get worse. I, I, I think that's counterintuitive. If you do, if you use masks, they can't get worse, but you have to be universal. And then if we have that bridge stimulus mask Pfizer vaccine, then we're going to understand why the stock market didn't go down during this period. Uh, the Pfizer news you mentioned is that the U.S. government engaging uh, to produce 100 million doses and up to 600 million doses, Jim, uh, starting uh, with the 100. And that would be available to the public at no cost, although the government would write a check for about $2 billion. Well, look, Carl, when this happens, typically what, ha- what we get is all the COVID-19 stocks get hammered. The Nasdaq gets hammered. All the companies like an Amazon that would no longer be able to have the way of the world because we have a vaccine. Uh, we, we have the, st- the stimulus, which they might do well, but then we have the vaccine where they don't do well. Those stocks go down. And what goes up or what go- went up yesterday, the industrials, David, there never seems enough money to be able to go into the two thirds of the S&P that is not doing well. And there always seems to be enough money to go into Apple, to go into Amazon, to go into Alphabet, to go into Facebook. And of course, tonight's Microsoft. Right. Tonight is Microsoft, also Tesla. You know, listen, um, we've said it many times. It's not a stock market anymore. It's a market of stocks and it's a handful of stocks that we're really talking about. Yesterday, Jim, we did see a little bit of weakness in some of the names you just mentioned. But overall, that has been the story of this market. Many of the sectors down 10, as much as 20 percent. But the biggest name, the mega uh, cap names have uh, performed extraordinarily well, leading the average higher for the year. The S&P up 0.82 percent. But of course, it's the Nasdaq that really is just incredible, up 19 percent this year. Guys, certainly talking about vaccines is important. We do it and I assume we will be doing it. Hopefully uh, a lot of mornings to come, not just uh, what we're seeing in early results, but the DOD stepping in. They may do that for some of the antivirals that are also making their way through phase two and potentially phase three trials as well. Um, But I've got to mention China this morning as well, because, Jim, you know, the tensions just are going straight up, kind of like Tesla's stock price. Uh, The Houston consulate now going to be closed. The burn documents there, uh, you know, they're basically the charges are sort of these broad charges of spying, let's call it. I don't know. This is not going anywhere good. Every day seems to get a bit uh, more concerning. 
Oh, look, totally, David. What I find is, is that you'll get your uh, get some footing in the stock market. Uh, and it's almost as if, OK, let's use that footing to be able to trash the uh, Chinese. But the Chinese are doing things that I mean, China, I think we all agree, has been has been spying. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Uh, the British just cut out Huawei. But, but what worries me, David, is is that we're about to go into Apple's earnings. OK, and it, it, I don't think the president has a view either way on Apple. But Apple is, needs China. And I think that Starbucks needs China. Nike needs China. You know, the, all the usual suspects need China, with the exception of Facebook and Alphabet, although Alphabet was attacked by Attorney General Barr for, uh, for his, their work in China, which was uh, ill-advised. And I, I just feel like that we're going into the week that we don't need this stuff if we're stock market guys. But if we're cold warriors, fire away. Yeah. And again, I do come back to as well the teenage girls. Because TikTok, if they uh, if that gets caught here and every day they seem to up the tension there as well, they try to close that down. That's going to be really interesting to watch, Carl. I also mentioned it, kiddingly, teenage girls. But one of the largest media companies at this point in the world value perhaps as much as 150 billion if they manage to stay open in the United States of America. Yeah, uh, just, I mean, it's amazing, uh, Jim. Yeah, to David's point, the things that have happened in the past couple of weeks, which are easy to forget uh, because the news cycle happens so fast, but uh, Hong Kong losing its special status through that EO, uh, visa restrictions from Pompeo, who had comments yesterday uh, in the UK, now the consulate, and, uh, and again, China with comments that they will make countermeasures. And the question is, to what degree does that target American business? Uh, They still have the ability. Obviously, they have a lot of flexibility to be able to hurt us. Uh, They could. But they've been so subtle about what they're buying, what they're not buying. They they don't have as upper hand as they as as they indicate, because a lot of the companies that are Dow gainers don't do a lot of business there. Uh, You have what are they going to do? They're going to slap a tax on Apple. They could do that. That could hurt the stock market. Uh, But I think that what we really have to be um, uh, focused on is there's a cloud software IPO today, J-A-M-F. Let's see see how that does. But next week, we got a deal called Lufax, L-U-F-A-X. It's a Chinese IPO. That could be a total flashpoint. Let's say that the administration's watching the show and they hear about Lufax. Someone makes another call, makes another call. Next thing you know, it's like Lufax may be delayed. That would be the real shot against the bow if the Chinese were not able to come into our markets and just say, hey, you know what? Uh, We're raising more money. We're some software as a service company or some software, some cloud-based company. And then the next thing you know, David, uh, Peter Mm -hmm. Navarro says, you know what? I, I don't know about that. That would be yeah. Well, Jim, yeah, you've been you've been you've been echoing Navarro's sentiments uh, for some time there in terms of talking about this. Well, how about he's echoing mine? Why do you think it's I'm echoing his? That's a good question. That's a good point. I've had my position. Uh, I know who's got, and I know who's got more brain power. There's no doubt in my mind about it. Wow, that was Um, nice. I'm all in your camp. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Thank you, Carl. Did uh, you hear that? Because I've been working with him for a decade, and that's the first acknowledgement really that nice. I know more than it's somebody really nice happens to, hear. to be Navarro. <laughs> I, that we I trust thought, you more you than know, Peter Navarro. The, that's, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I, could, I have more, <laughs> do lot, I have right? more yeah, standing in, in accusing Fauci of something yes. than Navarro? Um, Jim, you have more standing in every single way. <laughs> Uh, than than he does. Okay, every fair. single That's possible not fair. way I can you imagine. Read Death by China. But let me go back. It reads to, like Tolstoy. No, 
Uh, please. Let me go back okay. to your point, though, because it, you've men, made it many times, which is barring Chinese companies from being able to raise capital in the United States. That would be a dramatic action that would raise tensions uh, even up to a, a very high extent. And that might actually reverberate in the stock market in a way that none of these other geopolitical moves seem to. I agree with that. I think that that's the one that says, all right, our doors closed like we closed the door to the to the Soviet Union. I mean, other than uh, Arm and Hammer going over there in the 20s to try to get the new economic policy out of Lenin, we basically stopped commerce. And this would be incredible to stop commerce by shutting down that IPO. And I have to tell you, I'm not or, I'm not advocating to shut down the IPO, but I do believe that they will say something. I mean, they just I believe there'll be a, an IPO tweet where Navarro will be on the tape and we will worry. And that will cause on July 27th the market to go down, which is the date that I'm using to say that this uh, short term rally might be over. Thank you to uh, Larry Williams for giving me that one. He's a known chartist, David. July, July 27th. Yeah, July 27th peak. There you go. It, that's at, at the, 2 59 p.m. That's interesting. No, no, yeah, well, that's, I've been using Larry Williams as the dean of, te- of technical. Everyone, you know, he's just a guy who's been around forever. The percentage R. Williams. It, yep. He's a great technician, and he has called this rally nonstop. And he says, be careful July 27th. So who am I to not say that all hell could break? No, no, that July 27th could be a down day. Could be the start of. We're yeah. getting over I mean, uh, we'll talk to Art Cashin later on this morning, who's been looking at seasonality toward the end of July. Generally not good. I noticed right. today Nat Alliance, Jim, says corporate selling, insider selling to buying five to one uh, wow. is the highest that we've seen. Only only two times this decade has that ratio been that high. Is that, and of course, insider buyers were they. How much of that is Moderna? <laughs> they, they gave you a. a a good tell back in March, uh, no, the insider absolutely. buyers uh, called that right. That's just uh, it's a bad stat. I mean, what can I say? We got some bad stats. We got uh, after July, the market's weak. Uh, we've got the the possibility of a shot across the bow by shutting down a Chinese IPO. Um, and we've got, you know, this is in the pipe. Uh, so I'm. You know, just call me uh, a little more circumspect. I told the guys from my, uh, who run the charitable trust with me, let's find something to sell. I want something sold today. There you go, David. Hmm. All right. Something. Something. That's very specific. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> What's the symbol for something? Um, Does that have a symbol? Well, I don't know. What is that spec of What do you go with? What's the Ackman spec? Yeah. Tontine. Isn't it nice? No, it's very, it's very, yeah. It's what tontine. is it? I like the I like Tontine. Pontine? That's what's, yes. That's I what's, had some yes, Pontine yes. right before Le Bernardin closed. Pontine. I had oh, it. Oh, Le Bernardin. It was something, that Eric oh. Repair makes a Pontine like you never had before. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, the Ackman SPAC is yeah. going to be interesting to watch. We heard, of course, Mr. Ackman talking about it on uh, on Squawk Box, a long-ranging interview uh, focused on that in part, and then his general views about the stock market. Remember, this one's at, at twenty dollars a unit. Typical SPAC is at ten. There's a lot of things that are different about this, but the main thing is it's the biggest of all time, four billion dollars. So we'll see how it goes. He's uh, and then another billion or so coming from uh, from Pershing as well. So um, putting them in a position to do what would be one of the largest SPAC deals of all time particularly if they just if a, a large company they're sort of they're, they're sort of looking for a mature unicorn guys is what they talk about he mentioned Airbnb I mentioned it a few weeks ago when we were talking about this 
But here's Ackman explaining sort of their approach. That's why having a cash shell where someone can instantaneously raise $5 billion and be in an offensive position in accelerating the growth of their business or deleveraging their company is a really good opportunity. It's that uncertainty that creates the opportunity for what we're calling Pershing Square Tontine Holdings. There it is, Tontine Holdings. You know, uh, Jim, I don't know, because it does require you to want to partner with Bill Ackman. Right. The last company I remember him partnering with in a significant way, of course, was Valiant when he partnered with them in their hostile bid for Allergan. That didn't end up going too well. But didn't he, well. he did uh, Burger King? Yes. No, well, he did. David, in terms of SPACs or in terms yeah, of, yes, absolutely. Let's be that more was a good objective, investment. David, like me. <laughs> okay. I'm still waiting for see, something. See, Carl, I'm, you know, I'm Jimmy Chill. I immediately point out Burger King to when he points out Valiant. You know, I'm, it's not like the old days, Carl. Just not that guy. <laughs> uh, you've mm. been pretty resolute in your chill, uh, Jim. It's been, it's been it months now. It is not easy. I have people, I mean, you know, Kramer and Portnoy. I mean, you know, I've been saying I haven't blocked Portnoy. Portnoy, he had what? He was up 10,000 yesterday, 20,000, 30? He was up 30, I think. You check that every day, you gotta, right? You, do you, is there something going on where you've got to mention Portnoy's name at least four or five times in the yes, first 10 minutes of our show? because we're about to get sports, and I want to know if he's going away. Because I, don't we want mm. is more advice on baseball and betting on someone than we do on whether he likes the four letters that come out of a bag? Hello? And if you think... If he goes away, do a lot of the Robin Hood traders go away as well, move back towards betting on sports? Yes, absolutely. Carl, I got to tell you, it's the twilight of the of the Robin Hood idols when sport opens. It, that uh, would let, be remarkable, Jim. Yeah, if, unless uh, the president, if he's, a, gives, if he's a true Pied Piper. Yes, he is. To and that big contingent of, money, of retail investors. I know. A stimulus check of $1,200, it goes right to buying plug power. We're going we're gonna to find out, Jim. And speaking of Robin Hood names, uh, we do get Tesla tonight. We'll talk about uh, Musk's new big payout, uh, whether or not they're going to enter the S&P 500 if, if they turn in a profit. Some of the crazy tweets that Musk had overnight, plus a lot more. Futures are mixed. We're back in a minute. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Getting some uh, breaking news uh, out of the wires on Slack, filing an EU antitrust complaint against Microsoft, Jim, alleging that uh, the tying of team software to the office suite violates EU law. 
Of course, this comes from a company that has long maintained that uh, Microsoft and Slack are in different businesses to some degree. Right. Well, look, this stuff is uh, like the old days. This is like 1999 when you heard that Microsoft was tying its browser. And I I think it's interesting that they're doing it in uh, Europe, not in the United States. I've long felt that Slack has said, look, we've got the superior product. And if it weren't for the fact that Microsoft ties this product, everyone would use ours. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, my, my take is, and David, you can disagree with me, but... Uh, Slack it doesn't need the government's help. If it's the better product, then people will use it. And I don't care if it's tied or not tied. It's not like the old days. People know how to immediately break any sort of tying. I, it, it's not like in 1999 when we were all, we were all buffoons or neophytes. Yeah. Well, right. Netscape and, and yeah, and, uh, and, and Explorer. And, yeah. I, I, I don't know, Jim. Um, Slack is what, an $18 billion market cap company? Teams has become very, you know, a, a very significant force in that area sure of, of office collaboration, particularly, of course, given uh, the remote nature of work now being so um, ubiquitous. Yes. Uh, I, I know that for the most part, I've switched to Teams. Why? Because everybody's got Teams. You know, did Slack, Slack may have a superior product. When I was at the street before the street uh, dot com was sold, we used Slack. But I do think that Teams is everywhere now. I find that I'm I find that I'm pushed toward Teams. I'm pushed toward WebEx a lot instead of Zoom. I mean, you're you're, you you, Hmm. there's a it's corporate. okay? it feels very enterprise now, Teams. And Microsoft has got its its fingers in so many pie. That's why a lot of people think this number is going to be so great tonight. And uh, the stock was up two bucks earlier. Yeah, I think it was Ray J last week. They went to 225, and they called the trio of Azure, Office, and Gaming, Jim, a three-headed Hydra. So the expectations going into tonight uh, are elevated, you could argue. We'll talk more about Microsoft, obviously, and and Tesla, uh, which reports tonight. I think after we take a short break here, we'll be back in just a moment. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the all-electric ZDX. Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, The ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create. Like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. The trailing six-month market cap of Tesla has now exceeded $150 billion. Jim, that means that Elon Musk gets 1.7 million options at 350, which means if he were able to exercise and sell them all today, $2.1 billion, the second big chunk of that pay award. 
Just incredible. Uh, and Bank of America is questioning whether the move in the stock has been supported by the fundamentals, calling the stock overheated, uh, driven by momentum. Obviously not a fan. Oh, by the way, I should mention that uh, Bill Ackman bought a Tesla. And I do think that when you look at what what Tesla's doing, it's got the most momentum into a quarter that I have ever seen. And usually when it has that kind of momentum, uh, even if it goes down, the buyers come right back. They can't get enough of this thing. And uh, so I kind of think that it could get hit. And then people just go buy it again because it has become uh, a stock that it's a must own stock. And, and David, we've seen this before where you, there are so many things that he can say. Uh, people are talking about being able to build 10 factories, 10 factories if, if, to meet demand. I mean, how many factories do Ford and GM have to shut to meet demand? It's extraordinary. Uh, and it, there is no lack of imagination from any of the investors who are weighing into this stock in terms of what this company is going to be able to accomplish, Jim. Uh, we should point out as well, it does look more and more likely it may get added to the S&P 500, yes. which I would also add potential buying, of course, as index funds need to add it. Would you offer stock if you were him to make it so that you had all the money in the world? Or does it even matter? Could he do a convertible bond at one and a half percent coupon by some firm that wants some money? He can do whatever he wants, I do think, in terms wants. of capital raising at this point, oh, don't you that, think? You're I mean, telling me yeah. this man can do whatever yeah. he wants. We hear from Carl that he's just made a billion and a half. Okay, I mean, at a certain point, are you jealous of him? Or are you just so confident in yourself that you don't <laughs> feel that way? Tell me. I don't really. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not. I don't know why. I'm not. That's not how I'm, I roll. Really? I wish I had more time. I wish time wasn't going so fast. That I'd like. I'd like to I'm not roll asking it back for some existential rap. I'm just saying, yeah, I'm he's sorry. got more than I have. That's what I want to hear. Nah, nah I don't roll that way. Oh, it's, I'm, 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 I feel so lucky. Oh. So lucky. I didn't ask you, Carl, because you're diplomat. Have you guys. Well, I don't. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> I got the edge on him, too, because he called me a hologram. Yeah. So I got the you're edge on him because I'm real. He's... He still only gets 24 hours a day, guys, just like us. True. Puts it's pants true. on, I guess. Same way. Yep. I don't know. He does. All right, does. so we got the edge on him. The heck with him. I mean, don't the forget, Ackman with him. bought a Tesla. The heck with him. Ackman bought a Tesla. He them. did. He's also he's, he's got some notes for Elon. I'm sure Elon will, uh, will review them very closely. Um, guys, did want to uh, tell you that uh, we were talking Microsoft earlier. Uh, this guy was once the CFO of Microsoft. Talking about time, a long time ago, Greg Maffei, of course, has been uh, Liberty Media's president and CEO for quite some time as well. Uh, they own Sirius. They have a big stake in TripAdvisor, big stake in Charter. Of course, Sirius owns Pandora, the Atlanta Braves. So much to talk to him about later in the show. Let's get to a mad dash as we get to about two and a half minutes before we start with an opening bell. Capital One, Jim. Yes. I mean, there'll be a lot of people talking about various stocks that are uh, and notes that there was te- Texas Instruments is obviously very, very important. Uh, Ollie's, believe it or not, very, very important. But David Capital One, they talk about taking a very high provision, $2.7 billion. Uh, this, is, uh, this is Richard Fairbank, who's one, been around forever and is fabulous at his job. Uh, obviously, they know how to lend what's in your wallet, David. But the fact is, uh, they're taking a big charge and saying the consumer is incredibly strong. Uh, card business is particularly healthy. Um, they're talking about how there's uh, very few people actually took the forbearance. They offered forbearance. But they did say this. 
Let's be careful. Um, We are seeing this great paradox of extraordinary credit performance in the middle of the worst economic metrics of our lifetime, says Fairbank. But then he mentions New York 90 day moratorium on uh, rent about to end. You can uh, you can obviously kick people out. He's talking about the vertical drop of the elevator and he's saying you need stimulus and stimulus is the key without stimulus then I think you're going to run into some trouble. So we need masks and stimulus to get the vaccine. And Capital One made me, I, everyone should read Capital One because the oddities of a recession where the consumer is making a lot more money uh, and not spending much is interesting. But when we get rid of the unemployment benefits that are extra, the $600, I don't know what will happen. It's worth focusing on yeah. a great conference call to read. Okay, Uh, and of course, it takes us back to Washington, D.C., Carl, where negotiations continue on what a potential bill will look like. Of course, the House already having passed a three trillion dollar bill, but that is not where they're at in terms of negotiations right now. Although it does appear that payroll uh, tax cut is not part of the conversation or at least not part of many conversations uh, that seem to be going on between Senate and Mnuchin and everybody else. It's interesting, uh, the interaction between some of uh, the senators like Thune and reporters, they bring up the payroll tax and it sort of gets a chuckle. But the other chuckle that they're getting right now, Jim, is McConnell saying or being asked, do you expect a deal by the end of next week? And his answer yesterday with a laugh was no. So we're going to it's going to be another race to the wire for those who are dependent on that extra income. There's the opening bell, guys. That gap's Uh, no good. Yeah. Uh, this morning at the NYSC celebrating an IPO, it is Bill Ackman's Pershing Square. Uh, how do you say it, David? Tontine? Tontine. 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 Tontine Holdings. Yeah. Yes. The largest SPAC yep. offering ever at the NASDAQ. Another IPO. And that's Jamf, provider of Apple Enterprise Management Software. We'll talk to the CEO later on on Squawk Alley. I did notice, Jim, uh, Katie Huberty had some thoughts on Apple going into that print. Favorable setup. Uh, June quarter product revenues likely to outperform and so forth. Oh, boy. It's one of those pieces that where it reads so well. Uh, it, there's a line in it, though, that did bother me, which is that you know, there's an idea that this is now the uh, high quality, safe investment. You know, there was a day when you used to think that Apple was a dangerous stock to own. So, I mean, the idea that a, a company that could have just had this tra- dramatic run is not set up for a possible fall, I think would surprise people. But again, it's the service revenue in 5G. So what it means is that if you get a fall, the buyers will come in. And that's what I think is going to happen. Uh, I just don't think that you're going to get like Tesla. I think that buyers come back. Hey, look, I think Netflix is going to come all the way back. They come back to these stocks, just not the same day that they kill them. They don't. Um, I remember Tontine yeah. Partners. Wasn't that Jeff Gendel's part, Tontine Partners, David? That, there was a, yeah, there was, yes, there was, that's right. There was a hedge fund, yes. Yeah, that's there's right. a case Gendel, of Tontine. Jeffrey Gendel of Tontine, Tontine Associates. I'm sorry. It's different. Okay? Could be like, you know, Michigan State, University of Michigan, for all I know. Right? Two great titans, Tontine and Tontine. Um, well, we're going to watch the Ackman's back in part because, uh, you know, will it be the top in some way, given how enormous it is? Some of the right. names that he'd been talking about, whether it's Airbnb that might want to roll into it. Not all of uh, Airbnb, of course, but it would be a percentage that they would own. Um, or he even apparently has been mentioning Bloomberg. It seems hard to imagine Bloomberg. in any way, shape or form. Yeah. I mean, please. 
But uh, but it's big. It it's really big. And, you know, by the way, on, on Burger King, he was just an investor there. That was that was Marty Franklin. That was, you know, that's back, right. uh, okay. Jim. The one that people have brought up more is uh, is the Target SPV. Remember that one? The special uh, purpose vehicle on Target didn't work out at the time. David, you know, I think you're showing a a sardonic side of yourself. No, yeah, I have that. I think you're sardonic. Um, Yes, thank you. Um, You mentioned Netflix. Talking to streaming, music streaming company you've been covering closely, and we both have, Jim, is Spotify. I I think I'm sure you've seen this morning. The, the company putting out this uh, uh, news about a new deal with Universal that has sort of been getting at what they've been trying to establish, this two-sided marketplace where, yeah, we pay you for the rights to stream your artists, but now you're going to be paying us because of all the data and marketing that we can provide you to increase sales. And so quite a response this morning, yet again, Jim, uh, from that uh, new agreement that Spotify signs with well, Universal it, Music Group. Look, it, it is artificial intelligence, machine learning, and you it's kind of a reversal. I mean, it, suddenly you got to pay us. But I just think that Spotify, there was someone the other day downgraded to a cell, missed it the whole way. And I said, they don't understand the transformation of this. Spotify is trying to be all things to all people uh, and they, when it comes to hearing. Anything that you can hear, they're going to have. And they're very well run. It is a great company. Undervalued. Mispriced. I think. Hmm. Even now? Even at almost no, it 300 bucks a share? No, it was undervalued mispriced for a long time. Oh. And uh, oh, yeah. okay. now it's starting to get the recognition it deserves. Carl, one of the things that's really, uh, I think, incredible is we just got great news from Pfizer. And anyone who's scared of the illness we got great news. And that has typically led to the Nasdaq and the COVID plays going down. And they're not happening. Caused me to wonder whether everyone was thinking ahead of time that Pfizer was going to get this. Because this is a market that, once again, is going to, you know, Pfizer was up two and a half bucks. Now it's only up a buck and a half. The usual suspects that do well in, uh, in, in uh, the time of COVID, the Shopify's are moving up nicely. Regeneron moving up. And so I'm, I'm wondering whether yeah. uh, people are saying this time, uh-uh. Because we've got some, we've got some of these these. Companies that do well in the time of COVID doing quite well today. Amazon only up to, well, I know, and it's early. It's early. Yeah, it's hard to discount what the president said yesterday, Jim, uh, about uh, things getting worse before they get better. Right. Uh, United, of course, Scott Kirby on Squawk Box this morning did say uh, he sees a quick return to 100% revenue uh, after a vaccine, but who knows when that is, Jim? And in the meantime, they're trying to get the cash burn from 40 million down to 25 million a day. I did notice that Marriott said uh, occupancy in China could get back to 60 uh, next month, which is a pretty good number if you're in the hotel business, guess, given what they've been through. I guess so. What I, I, I'm looking at these companies that are uh, now starting to. Uh, laugh and do uh, and, and actually do okay. I had Logitech on last night. Jeez, they're just crushing it in China. That's L O G I, which has been a total horse. Another stock that hit its uh, all time high today, up fifty four percent. This is the uh, plus fifty percent club that there are so many of now. What a strange year, unbelievable. But yeah, Logitech says yeah. China. And then we're totally seeing. Back. We're seeing a split in retail today, Jim, as uh, UBS cuts Macy's to sell, goes to three bucks, uh, cuts Kohl's to sell. Best Buy, though, uh, saying that online's 3X 
quarter to date, well, one of the uh, S&P gainers and, today. And Best Buy said that ever since all their stores were up, the numbers are up really, really well, 15 percent. That's amazing. But this is a really strange day, Carl, because you have a Best Buy, which is a company, obviously, con- consumer discretion. At the same time, HCA Healthcare reports a terrific number. A lot of people thought they were going to have a shortfall because not enough elective surgery. Well, bingo. You've got, uh, you've got companies that are about the consumer being strong. You've got healthcare being strong. And you've got a number of, of companies that are um, just kind of along for the ride. And against those, you have Snap. I mean, look at Thermo Fisher. Thermo Fisher, uh, Secretary Azar was talking about how they're producing more machines. Why can't the states buy more of the machines? They are just pumping out machines, Thermo Fisher, and they're pumping out profits. Look at that stock. And that's Mark Casper, who's been. By the way. Yes. uh, Yeah. Go back. Go back 10 years. I mean, take a look at the long term, too, Jim, on that stock. To your point, Mark Casper. I mean, that has been an incredible value creator. Thank you, guys. That was a quick one. Look at that. Well, yeah, look at that. Look at that, will you? Yeah. Better than your index fund, David. You remember, you're all supposed to be in index Maybe. funds. Don't pay any attention to a man like Mark Casper, one of the smartest people I on earth. I think most people would take, yeah, 725% for 10 years. That's, you know, that's, do you know that's that, pretty good numbers. Do you know that Mark Casper built a plant in Kansas for six weeks? He built it to provide testing kits for uh, specimens for uh, COVID. Six weeks. So basically, he is what we thought the defense production index would uh, defense production would do. Uh, Timo does not get enough credit. Why? Because Mark Casper is so non-promotional that it takes guys like me to be able to talk about the fact that he did $389 million when people are looking for $289 million with organic growth up 11% and $1.3 billion of COVID orders. Look at that. Amazing. They were, they were where you had uh, to and- be. They really were, and they do rework that deal to acquire Kaijin as well. Um, Are they going to get real Kaijin? Quickly, come, just, I, you know, it's 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 uh, it's not our takeover laws. It's but a different system, one, but it does appear more likely. Who is the guy blocking that? Who's blocking that deal? Um, no, I, that's not a. It's not of great importance. Really, not a great importance. That one. Yeah, that was not a real thing. I don't believe. Really, think, so if I just slap me, yeah, just slap me down. Yeah, don't that didn't know that it's much more about the shareholder vote about what's going on in the jurisdiction of uh, of, of where Kaijin is. Was okay. Um, real quickly, back to Best Buy, Jim, just because yeah. it is worth mentioning. You know, they had furloughed fifty one thousand hourly employees in on April nineteenth. They say now that they have, uh, as of June fifteenth. They had brought back about half of that 51,000 of those domestic employees, hourly employees, have returned. And we should also point out, guys, they're going to $15 an hour as their minimum, right. uh, their floor wage. Um, they increase pay, 4% increase in the hourly rate will replace short-term incentive compensation, but they also go to 15 for anyone who wasn't yet there, uh, adding that name uh, to many companies that you have know, done that in retail. Wedbush came out today, David. Uh, and said they took the price chart from 75 to 95. Well, it's at 95 right now, so that's a little uh, value at, value subtracted. But they're saying that there's a permanent shuttering of competitors that are really helping them. And I think that's happening in a lot of different industries, whether it be uh, Chipotle going to report, and you, you see that there's a lot of places that serve that are going under. Restaurants can't make it. Uh, the report tonight, I think we'll hear about that. And uh, Best Buy, a lot of the competitors just couldn't make it. So this is the... Beginning of the of the Titans taking over and a lot of the marginal players, including the mom and pops, just getting boxed out entirely, especially like the local pizza parlors. They just 
They can't compete with Domino's. This is an amazing time. There's just a division in the world. It's the big guys won. Small, medium-sized need stimulus. If they don't get it, they're gone. That's the dynamic we, we were talking about really from the get-go of, uh, of COVID, Jim. We, we, we knew this was going to happen, yeah. and it has. Uh, really quick, finally on Snap, um, nine cents uh, loss was in line, revenue ahead, DAU's up 17, was a bit disappointing, although ARPU was ahead. Guggenheim goes to neutral, and we'll see what Twitter says in the morning. They needed theatrical releases. They needed a return of sports. you got to have something to talk about. Something special for that would get to the advertisers. Uh, that's what the advertisers wanted them for movie releases and sports. And there's obviously not not around. Market's still not doing that badly. Speak. Yeah, well, but speaking of sports, we do get opening night tomorrow night, opening day on Friday for baseball. Yeah, it's only a 60 game season, but a lot of us will. Well, we'll take it. Uh, coming after this break, we're going to speak to uh, man who runs the company that owns the Atlanta Braves, Greg Maffei. Welcome back. No shortage of things to talk with uh, our next guest about, of course, uh, Liberty Media owner of the Atlanta Braves. We we're mentioning baseball season starting very soon as well. That Spotify deal this morning. What about Pandora? That's owned by Sirius, which 72 percent is owned by Liberty Media. So let's bring uh, in Greg Maffei now as he's been teased, of course, president and CEO of Liberty. Nice to see you this morning, Greg. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, David. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Uh, And exciting, of course, with the Atlanta Braves. Want to get to baseball. But let's start off, if we can, um, on um, streaming of music, Pandora, Sirius, You know, we talk so much here about Spotify. We've watched that stock uh, grow enormously, or I should say the company's market cap grow enormously lately. Why are we talking more about Pandora? Why are we hearing more about Pandora? Why isn't that perhaps part of this conversation, Greg? Uh, I can't answer that part of it. Uh, We've I've watched the rise of Spotify on their on their podcast deals and uh, pretty much any announcement they make seems to drive the stock up. I'm not sure I understand it, but more power to them. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned podcasting because Jim Meyer, the CEO of Sirius, I think at a conference about a month ago, sort of referred to some of those deals that they're doing as, in at least his opinion, not rational. Uh, Do you agree? Well, look, I think podcasting is going to be an important part of listening. And we're big believers that the ear is going to grow in market share, that people are going to spend more time listening to things. There's lots of opportunities between smart speakers and between uh, uh, AirPods and uh, new kinds of content like podcasting. So I think we're bullish on podcasting. But our belief is we're definitely in the early days that uh, there's so much more content that's going to come onto podcasting and that at some point it might you know, today it's low single digit shares. At some point it might be 10, 20 percent of the market, but it's unlikely to to overtake all listening and music and other kinds of content. So it's an important part. But I think the market has probably uh, uh, outpaced the stock market has outpaced the actual market to date. Yeah. And I want to talk to you about the broader market as well and your view of it. But on this topic, again, Spotify this morning announces this new deal with uh, Universal Music Group. You know, they have an enormous amount of data that they say can be used by Universal to help promote their artists, increase sales. Certainly Pandora and Sirius are in possession of a great deal of data. 
Are those potential deals ones that Pandora could pursue as well with the big music companies? Well, I don't know the specifics of the deal that Spotify cut. I just heard about it this morning. Uh, I do know that we have a strong relationship with the record companies and have been doing much to share data and improve the experience that they offer their customers. Uh, So I think all sorts of things are possible between both Sirius and Pandora and the record labels. Are you frustrated at all in terms of uh, the performance of Pandora and or the lack of attention it gets within the Sirius portfolio? Look, I think uh, the streaming business, streaming music business is a hard business. Um, I'm more bemused by the uh, the uh, generosity that the market has shown to Spotify. But we'll see. OK, um, let's talk baseball. Uh, I don't I was told you may be wearing an Atlanta Braves shirt there. I don't know. I can't see the logo or anything like that. I did it for you, for you. You're the Mets fan. (laughs) Yes, I am. As you well know, 60 games. I mean, how do you view this season as an owner, Greg? Is it just a write off? No, no. I think, uh, first of all, it's the most important thing is that we build a safe environment to give the fans what they want, which is baseball. And I think it's uh, uh, important that they get baseball in the best way possible. And I think the MLB and the Players Association have come forward with a series of protocols to make that happen. And we're excited for the season. 60 games is somewhat of a sprint, uh, but I think the Braves are prepared. And what are your expectations, though, in terms of revenue? Uh, Obviously, the park is not going to have people in it. And the quality of the games. You've had a number of players. Uh, well, you've got one, Mark Huckus, who's not playing. But, uh, you know, um, a few who've Two. come down Felix. with COVID. Freddie Freeman. Freelix yeah. Hernandez. Uh, uh, and f- well. But, you know, look, I think. Okay, right. Uh, and Mark uh, as well. Yeah. Right. Freddie, uh, uh, you know, Freddie is healthy. We fully expect Freddie's going to be in the lineup on Friday for our opening game. Uh, we have had. Uh, a couple of players test positive, but they seem to be recovering well. Uh, I think baseball has done a good job of building a series of protocols to make sure as much as possible that we are safe. And I suspect the players are far safer in the environment that MLB has created than they would be in their home environments, uh, unregulated and un, uh, untested in the same way. Uh, you know, baseball, as I said, is important. Baseball is exciting. And, uh, you know, I think it's it's in the national interest and in the interest of uh, America to get it going. Yeah. No, uh, listen, uh, there are many of us who are excited for it. At the same time, it's such a strange time and a season. Do you think it will generate the same amount of enthusiasm come the playoffs that it typically does? Well, I certainly hope so. And I think there's lots of reasons to think so. You know, I look at other sports and uh, demand is way up. You know, as, as you know, we also own Formula One and the uh, ratings are incredibly high. The ratings for golf have been high. So clearly there's a lot of demand for sports. You rightly noted, we're going to start out without fans. We're going to build a safe protocol, but we haven't given up on the idea that somewhere down the road, fans are able to join. And I think the potential to have uh, sports be a unifying thing, the potential for, obviously there's demand for people who are at home to watch it, uh, gives us a lot of incentive and a lot of hope for the, for the future of baseball this year. Yeah. Um, Greg, I'd love to just sort of end here on the markets because you, you mentioned Spotify. You sort of seem to indicate you're somewhat bemused by how much that stock has moved up on the various podcasting Obviously, deals they've signed up. Robin Hood, Robin Hood people. We've got to work on that somehow. I don't know. 
You got to work on that. But, you know, I, I wonder, I remember when you were CFO of Microsoft in the mid 90s. I remember when you went to 360. I think it was January of 2000. Um, the telecom uh, company that you timing. ran. Not necessarily fortuitous no, timing. Your time, yeah. No, your timing was not great. Although you've were, nobody's complaining. I've looked through what you own in your stock portfolio. You're doing just fine, Greg. Um, but as an asset allocator right now, uh, somebody who obviously makes decisions all the time in terms of the value of things, particularly at Liberty, a company that does uh, lots of transactions. What is your view overall of what's going on in the market right now uh, in terms of where assets are and in terms of where some of these key stocks that we talk about so often are uh, having moved up so dramatically? Yeah. Well, David, you guys have uh, been quite articulate about how the FANGs uh, and the NASDAQ have been dominated uh, by tech. Uh, and that their share as, uh, of the market has grown enormously. Uh, in contrast, you know, things like energy have collapsed over the last 10 years and even more this year. That uh, seems unsustainable. Uh, you know, these things run out of steam. The overall market, as you guys have rightly noted, is not the stock market, but a market of stocks. And I think the average stock is down something more like 10% and smaller stocks are down something like 20. I think that the underlying economy, there are a lot of issues. Um, you know, we're seeing about how wet will get extended on this PPP and the CARES Act, uh, how much true unemployment or uh, underemployment there is in the market. Uh, I think lots of issues in the economy. And I, I think uh, many of the near term challenges have been discounted, certainly by uh, the overall market of stocks. Yeah. And finally, Greg, I mean, given you do have a broader perspective on the economy because of all the ownership stakes you have, not to mention the businesses you run directly, you don't seem particularly positive on what you see coming. Look, I think there are winners and losers, and we have a portfolio, some of which are currently challenged, things like travel. You mentioned TripAdvisor and things like concerts, Live Nation. I'm bullish on both those businesses for the long term, but they have some near-term challenges. On the other hand, we have companies in our portfolio like a charter or a GCI, which is the Alaskan cable company or Sirius or even QVC, which have really benefited from stay at home, uh, demand for bandwidth, demand for home products, ability to shift uh, the nature of what they're selling. In the case of QVC, more towards gardening and home and safety. Zulily, one of our companies has sold over a million masks. So look, the economy is adjusting and we have a portfolio that's yeah. adjusting with it. And we try to build in liquidity and security on the companies that are more challenged. And we try to take advantage of the ones that are that are able to adjust to the stay at home environment. Greg, always appreciate your taking some time with us uh, and always appreciate your insights. Thank you. Thank you, David. Good luck to all of you. Greg Maffei, CEO and president of Liberty Media. We're right back on Squawk in the Street. Coming up tonight on MAD, it is Speaker Pelosi with Jim talking about the ongoing negotiations with Senate Republicans. Uh, and we'll see how the timeline works out on an extension of COVID benefits. We're back in just a minute. It's time for Jim and Stop Trading. People didn't talk much about Texas Instruments today. That was going to be the bellwether, and people were disappointed with it. Now, why? Because they have a lot of automotive, and that was down severely. But their personal computer, everything from the uh, office stay-at-home, was fabulous. So don't take away that semis are bad. Just take away that they have more auto than others. And it was not a bad quarter, and I am surprised the stock's down as much as it is. All right, Jim, a couple seconds left. Uh, Key questions for Pelosi tonight. 
look, we got to find out whether there can be a meeting of the minds, because when you go to a Capital One, which knows more about credit than anybody, if we don't get stimulus, we don't have the bridge that we need to the vaccine. We need a bridge to the vaccine. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.